It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. It's your Wednesday hump day edition of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. And boy, do we have some good news to share and talk about. I'm sure you've all heard the news by now. And that is about Joe Burrow's recovery. We'll go there first and ESPN, all the national outlets, of course, today with this news, talking about the Bengals a little bit and a recurring narrative that comes up over and over this offseason and continues to even after the draft, which I guess is a little surprising to me, is that the Bengals are comfortable with their offensive line from last year is, is a narrative that I heard today from an ESPN program. We'll talk about that and why the narratives are what they are around the Bengals and the work that I personally, James, really wish some of these national analysts would do because you and I both have a national football show at this point. We both talk about the entire NFL at large. And so I feel like we can actually provide a lens to this as people that both cover a team very locally and cover the NFL on the whole. So we'll go there in part two. And then for part three of the show, uh, some news and notes, the Bengals are doing some on-field work We'll talk about what's going on in Paul Brown Stadium this week before OTAs start next week. But, James, the headline, Joe Burrow expected to be ready for week one, according to his doctor, Dr. Neil Elitrash of Curlin Joby in Los Angeles. The surgeon who did his knee surgery had a very positive update when he talked to Adam Schefter. Jake, this is the news we've been waiting on since, hell, he went down November 22nd, I believe, in Washington. And that awful, awful post-game show that we had to do. And, man, just this dark cloud has really hung over Paul Brown Stadium since. And even when they do make positive moves, drafting Jamar Chase, which I think the majority of the fan base actually got on board with by the end of the, the civil war between Chase and Sewell, even that. Is, uh, is, is Burrow going to be healthy? Is he going to be ready to go? And so the fact that we are six and a half months removed from surgery now and really not only seeing Joe Burrow throw, but Dr. Neil Alatrash, I want to say, and this is me speculating, but I'm pretty sure Burrow was in Los Angeles this week, maybe yesterday or over the weekend into yesterday for uh, for a checkup on that knee. And I, I I think that that's why it coincides with Schefter. I know he was traveling on Monday. I was able to confirm that much. So I, I think that that's the case. That is speculation, not a report though, but this is great. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm glad for him. I'm glad for the organization. I'm certainly excited for every single Bengals fan out there, including the, the millions and millions of locked on Bengals listeners. And uh, yeah, great, great news. Couldn't have asked for better news in the middle of the week before OTAs. That's right. Millions and millions of Locked On Bengals listeners. That is 100% accurate and not embellished at all. And Ella Trash, very positive in this report. 
They did a high-tech video and biomechanical evaluation of Joe Burrow, and his doctor said he was ahead of where they anticipated he would be, and he's into the return-to-performance phase of recovery. Elitrash went on to say, with him already performing this way, it's all systems go for the start of the season. So that is, I think, the most positive this update could have been. Elitrash also said, He has been focused. He's been great to work with. He's worked his tail off and been an amazingly mature participant in his recovery. And I think this is what we expected, right? Everyone that has ever interacted with or listened to or gotten a feel for Joe Burrow's personality when this injury happened, while it was terrible, you and I both said at the time, if there's anybody who's going to attack this rehab and come out the other side, Joe Burrow takes this stuff so deadly serious. Like this is all he cares about in his life. And he attacked it and it looks like he's reaping the benefits. No doubt about it. It's something that I think everybody thought from him and and almost expected of him because of how he carries himself and because of the work that he puts in. And it's funny, Jake, I keep coming back to this Zach Taylor line that he dropped last year shortly after the draft when there was all these virtual meetings and things after Joe Burrow was the first pick. He said, quote, Joe's as advertised. And literally since the draft and since those comments, I can't think about how many times I've thought, man, just as advertised because that's that's what he does. And it's almost predictable, but you predict it at such a high standard that most people wouldn't be able to to reach. And here's the thing. If there was any doubt Jake, if there was any concern, any worry, then Elitrash is not talking to Adam Schefter and saying these things. Or, and I say talking, I think he texted and sent Schefter a few texts on the record, but that's not happening. And so the fact that he's willing to say this stuff on record is just such a, such a huge, huge plus. And who knows? I'm not, I don't want to get a, ahead of ourselves here. Wouldn't be shocked if we see a little bit of Burrow during OTAs, a little bit, maybe he's thrown a little bit. Um, but they might not do that in front of the media in training camp. We're probably going to see a decent amount of Burrow and, and who knows, maybe he'll even play in the preseason, something that he was very leery and even said, I don't need to play in the preseason. He said that back in January, who knows, maybe it'll change and he'll get out there and, and, and do a couple of series. That's, that's what Carson did by the way, after that 05 ACL. So I wouldn't be shocked if Burrow does the same. I just think that the NFL maybe has changed a little bit. So I feel like at this point in time, I would still be a little bit surprised if he plays preseason. But his stated goal has been that he wants to be back for training camp. And and that was something that he thought he would be able to do. And I think judging from this report, it's hard to tell exactly. I don't know if he'll be a full participant in training camp, especially the early parts of training camp. But it sounds like, you know, we're, we're about two months away from training camp at this point it's trending in the right direction, right? So you're, you're right. I don't think that the media will necessarily see Joe Burrow doing any particularly intensive work. He's probably not going to be doing a whole lot in any team sessions during OTAs, but you might see him throw, you know, some, some casual stuff, do some, some tossing back and forth to warm up some guys or something like that. But I'm going to be curious to see it, James. You're you're more optimistic than me, it sounds like, about when we'll see Joe Burrow doing some football activities. But I hope you're right, because I would love to see it. I just think he's going to push that and not be worried about the media. And yeah, we haven't seen a lot of him, 
But I, I think that's by design to a degree, obviously. But I, I don't think that means he's going to be shy about wanting to practice and wanting to, get, wanting to get those reps in. And that could very well mean, hey, throw with Jamar before the media gets here, do it inside the stadium instead of the practice field, whatever the case is, right? That could very much that, that be that. And, and he avoids it or avoids the video by, by not working out in front of the media, which I, I wouldn't blame him or blame the team if that's what they decide to do. And that would probably be more of a coach's slash team decision than a borough decision. But could be interesting, and it wouldn't shock me at all if we're seeing him sling it around uh, at OTAs. And I certainly expect him to be slinging it around at training camp in two and a half months. I just think the team's going to control it. And and once you got sure. to that point, I started nodding my head. You saw me nod my head and close my eyes like, yeah, that's what it is. It's the team. The team is going to want to control this very closely and I think might play it close to the vest until he's 100% cleared and ready to go. But we'll see. I mean, we'll have to see how they handle CJ Uzama. He's been cleared and I think they're going to ease him back in. We'll see how much he does in OTAs or if they kind of let him slowly acclimate back to doing football activities and gets back for, for training camp or mini camp maybe instead, because there are about five weeks of team activities going on starting on Tuesday. We'll talk about those a little bit later in the show. Coming up next, the narratives. Sometimes the narratives hit me hard enough, James, that I need to dedicate a soapbox time to fighting back. And I'm going to do that coming up next. Hey, Bengals fans, listen up. If you want to fight back father time the same way Jake is going to fight the national narratives, you need to get Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. They're offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now. They'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, text DRAFT at 231231. That's DRAFT at 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Good news for the Bengals. Good news for Bengals fans. Joe Burrow ready to play week one, according to his doctor. We talked about it for segment one of the show. But some analysts, especially in the national media, continue to say that the Bengals didn't do enough to protect him by selecting Jamar Chase. In particular, Diana Rossini, James, said that 
the decision makers need to be questioned. Mina Kynes on NFL Live was talking to Mar- Marcus Spears. And she actually, I, I've got her audio clip because I love Mina Kimes' work, generally speaking. But this is the sort of thing that comes from a lot of those that have a national audience on big NFL media outlets, NFL Network, ESPN, etc. And I think that this needs to be pushed back against just a little bit. Or, or maybe there just needs to be some education for some of these folks covering the team from afar. Let's listen to what Mina had to say. And taking a chase over Panay Sua, left tackle out of Oregon, the Bengals made a statement. They said, we are okay with the group we have protecting Joe Burrow, a group that, mind you, finished 29th in pass block win rate last year, 24th in adjusted sack ratio. I don't need statistics. You watched them. You saw Joe Burrow was running for his life. That was Mina Kimes on ESPN today. And to give her some credit, this is in the context of a large conversation around Joe Burrow coming back from injury and the question out there of, did they do enough to protect him? But I think what is missing from a lot of those national analysts is the the level of analysis to say, okay, yeah, last year they were 29th in pass block win rate, but let's examine who those players were and who those players were that have been replaced. So one of them, obviously, the biggest, most noteworthy move is Bobby Hart, no longer with the team, has been replaced by Riley Reef, ostensibly to play right tackle this year. That should be a marked improvement, and that is just one of the players. Then they bring in Jackson Carmen, who they're expecting to be a day-one starter right guard, a player they're very excited about. Whether it's a player we would have taken or national experts or pundits would have taken, to improve the offensive line. Maybe it's a different guy. It doesn't mean that they didn't do anything to address the position. So that's two positions that we've changed. Trey Hopkins, when he played, is a very fine center for the NFL. At left guard, they were relying on Mike Jordan for most of the year. He's not going to start this year unless he takes massive strides or something goes horribly, horribly wrong. The names we've heard in the mix for this this starting spot, along with Mike Jordan, or Xavier Suofilo, who was added last year and then hurt and was a pretty okay pass blocker when he was healthy. Quentin Spain, who has a really solid history and a chance to be a solid player, especially if surrounded by solid play, if he wins a job. And then you've even heard about like Hakeem Adeniji in the mix to, to start at left guard. At left tackle, obviously, Jonah Williams comes back. And if he's healthy, he's good. So that's just the player's... And, and the change from Jim Turner to Frank Pollock, while there's a lot that needs to happen for this to go right, there are some things that I think can't be overstated. And the biggest one of those is Jim Turner, at least at some points during the season last year, was teaching guys a two-hand punch. And Joe Goodberry has, has a series of tweets today showing just some bad technique from a number of guys. And this comes from the Eagles game when we heard that during practice that week, he was teaching guys the two-hand punch. And there's a number of plays lined up that Joe put together where you can see the two-hand punch and the same exact move beats it every time. And this comes in response to a Willie Anderson video where he talks about if you put two hands there, the defender sees that as one hand. And that's a lot easier to knock down. And you're going to be really off balance. You lose two hands on the defender at one time. And Jim Turner was teaching that. You hear Willie talk about it a lot. You hear Paul Alexander talk about it back when he was coaching. And Frank Pollock is an independent hands teacher. This coaching staff 
has gone on and on about their faith in Frank Pollock's ability to teach technique, and they expect that their offensive line will be better coached for technique with Frank Pollock running the show. So that's my soapbox, James. That is the level of analysis that I want just someone, some big voice to say when they hear this sort of thing is, is somebody to do the work and look at, look at it and say, you know what? Mike Jordan gave up 25 pressures last year. He's not going to be playing for the Bengals this year unless he takes a massive step forward, right? And he's a different player. And, and that similar analysis at right tackle, right guard. And, and it's just not happening at least very loudly when this conversation comes up. Well, a big voice did just say it. Jake Lisko of the Locked On Bengals podcast just said it. And look, I, I agree with you. And that's, that's the problem here is this idea that the Bengals don't care. They've cared about the offensive line since 2015. When this whole mess started, when they whiffed on Cedric Abwehi and Jake Fisher, they've always prioritized it. Billy Price, that that draft, they picked Price in the first round. Guess what they did before that? They traded down so they could get their left tackle of the future at the time of Cordy Glenn, right? And they thought that he could be part of the answer and part of the solution. So it, it's been pick after pick after pick. They've gotten it wrong, but they've never not cared. And so this offseason, are they better? Absolutely. They added a former pro bowler instead of Bobby Hart. Instant upgrade. And I get it. Riley Reef's on a one-year deal and who knows about the long term. It, it doesn't matter. Joe Burrow is going to be safer with Riley Reef at right tackle than what was there before. Frank Pollock is better than Jim Turner, not because I think Frank Pollock is this elite offensive line coach, even though there are people in the league that think that. I don't know that, so I'm not going to say that. Here's what I do know. Jim Turner's the worst offensive line coach the Bengals have had, period. And I know they haven't had many. They had Pollock and then Paul Alexander and now Pollock again. But Turner's just fourth on that list or third on that list, I guess. And, and there's no way that it isn't an upgrade from a, a coaching standpoint, which is going to help all of these young guys. Deontay Smith is in better hands. Trey Hill in better hands. Michael Jordan, who you've talked about, 23 years old, is in better hands than he was with Jim Turner. And so that's the key here is, yeah, there's some pressure on this offensive line coach and on the offensive line in general, but Pollock is better, the talent is better, and we'll see where the chips fall. I'm not saying they're going to be a great line, but are they better? Absolutely. Do I think the Bengals have neglected the line? No. Should they have done more? Of course we think they should have done more. And, and maybe they should still do more and add another veteran, but that doesn't mean that they haven't prioritized it. They did draft three offensive linemen, in the draft, like it's not like they only took one, and uh, I do think that this line is going to be better. So you're right, and I don't think that this is us being biased because we're the Locked On Bengals podcast. I think it's because there are lazy national narratives that are I exactly that, and there's people, and I'm not just saying Mina or saying Mina actually, but there are people in the national media that made it. If the Bengals don't take Penny Sewell, then they are failing, and that is a ridiculous asinine take and, and they could have taken Sewell and I, I wouldn't have crushed them for it by any stretch because I would have understood it but this idea that they pass on Sewell they don't care about protecting Burrow it's ridiculous and uh, I'm glad you went on your soapbox and then it gave me a, a minute or two to go on mine and the thing is like both of us have national shows too that we do now right and and think about like just pick a random team you're, you're talking about I don't know 
the Denver Broncos. And, and you want to talk about the Denver Broncos uh, pass rush or something. And, and what do you know about the Denver Broncos pass rush right now, James, without looking it up? Bob Miller plays for Denver. They got Bradley Chubb out there. But if you were going to talk about it more than that, and, and you were going to say, oh, Denver doesn't have a pass rush, you, you would go look. And you would say, oh, these are, these are the moves they made. This is the context to why the pass rush was the way it was. Or you just wouldn't talk about it, right? Right? Mm-hmm. I would have to think that that's my approach. I assume that's what people would do if they're asked to be an expert in something and they haven't done the research or, or haven't looked into it themselves. No doubt. I mean, that, that's what you have to do with, with all these teams if you're going to go into that depth, right? So the Browns, they needed a downfield threat. Well, Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back, and then they draft Anthony Schwartz. So it's kind of like this developmental speedster that might be able to contribute at points this year, and they get uh, a former Pro Bowl wide receiver coming back off of a torn ACL. And so there you go. There's your deep threat. That's your, there's your downfield playmaking that you needed. And, and it's the same thing with the Bengals. Yeah, they needed offensive line help. Bobby Hart was bad. They had the word guard, worst guard play in the league. So what did they do? They got Riley Reef, a former pro bowler. They used a second round pick on a guy that's going to start at right guard. And they kept Quentin Spain, a midseason addition that they were impressed with. And he's going to compete with a, another former second round pick and Xavier Suofilo for that other spot. And that that's it's that simple. So, yes, they, they've bolstered their offensive line. And the good news and the big difference, Jake, between last year and this year is the Bengals are going to have in-person OTAs, which means Frank Pollock will be able to coach these guys up. We'll discuss it next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on any sports action you can imagine. You've got the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've got the NBA playoffs. You've got the MLB regular season. MMA and UFC action goes all year round. I think there's a golf tournament coming up and they've got NFL futures. You want to bet on Jamar Chase for rookie of the year? You want to bet on Joe Burrow after the news today for comeback player of the year after our long diatribe about why the Bengals offensive line has a lot of reasons that should be better? Well, bet online has you covered for anything you want to bet on that has to do with sports. They've even got real-time updated odds. They got the news for you all in one place. Go check it out right now. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up using promo code Locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. There's a lot of people talking about how Deontay Smith needs to continue to gain weight and strength if he's going to be an NFL tackle. And one way the Bengals could add a little weight to their new offensive lineman, a fourth round pick, is by giving him some built bars. Built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. They have a ton of amazing flavors from coconut almond to raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. And every single one is covered in 100% chocolate. And the best part isn't their amazing taste. It is the macros. High in protein, low in calories, high in fiber, low in sugar, perfect for you. So go to BuiltBar.com, check them out right now, and be sure to use promo code LOCK15 during checkout because you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Bengals continued to sign draft picks on Tuesday. Monday, they signed seven picks, rounds four through seven. Jackson Carmen signing his deal. So uh, one of the guys that is going to help protect Joe Burrow, Jake, is uh, under contract and ready to go ahead of OTAs. 
So now only two of the 10 Bengals draft picks are unsigned. First round pick Jamar Chase and third round pick Joseph Osai. And how about the second rounder signing before the third rounder, Jackson Carmen, ready to play for his hometown team. Maybe that made it a little bit easier. I don't know. It probably has nothing to do with it at all. And I expect we'll see these last couple deals come down in due time. And Jamar Chase, I, I'm not worried about it at all. You shouldn't be worried about it at all. There should, there should really be no concern about draft pick signing anymore. And I said that when the day three guys signed Jamar Chase, by the way, pictured with T Higgins going onto a football field today on Tuesday. And James, I know you weren't able to be there. These are not open to the media, whatever the sessions are that the Bengals are holding this week, but the veterans appear to be in town. And there was also a picture of T Higgins with Jackson Carmen, the former Clemson teammates. And they got to get DJ reader in there next time. I'm sure we'll see some, LSU reunion photos at some point as well. But what's going on this week is a phase two activity. We talked a little bit about phase two and phase three yesterday. So they're slowly ramping up the activity level, the intensity level in these practices. And for now, there is probably a lot of individual drills, a lot of position drills and effectively no full team activity maybe some walkthrough kind of stuff, but no full live team activity. That is not allowed, I don't think, in phase two. So slowly ramping up. They they have about a month here in their off-season program to practice before they take a month off for training camp, and this week will be part of it. It did seem weird that there was this one-week break, and again, last year kind of threw me for a loop, so I just forget how the, the schedule was to a degree and getting back into the rhythm of things. But yeah, why would... Why would you send rookies home for a week and then bring them back for OTAs? So now you got some veterans in town and hopefully these guys just tying it back into segment one, hopefully Burrow is able to get on the field with these guys and, and throw to him T Higgins and Jamar chase. And, and we'll see if that happens. I know as of Friday that hadn't last Friday. Well, it's been multiple days since then. So you, you never know, maybe they've already done that. And that would be uh that'd be wonderful, especially because I believe Joe Burrow got back in town on Monday night. And we'll have you covered every step of the way during these OTAs. The last excitement we get until training camp. And James, you're going to be there in person for a lot of it. So that's great news for our listeners. Great news for me. I can get you to live stream it on a personal live stream straight to my device (laughs) for me. I'm sure the Bengals will be totally fine with that and have no problems at all with it. But On a serious note, we will have you covered with all the breaking news, all the good analysis that you come to Locked On Bengals for on a regular basis. Make sure you follow the podcast. If you don't already, you can get it anywhere. You get your podcast. Tell your friends. We want to get enough listeners, and we're almost there, of this program to fill Paul Brown Stadium. Imagine that. Locked On Bengals Day at Paul Brown Stadium with 70,000 or so of our closest friends. Until next time, Bengals fans, when, unless something comes up, we're going to revisit the 2021 draft one last time. Well, I shouldn't say one last time, one more time in this offseason. That's coming your way tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.